I want to welcome everyone back to SALTCAST. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And once again, we have with us today Paul Benjamin. He serves as an elder with the Forsyth Avenue Church of Christ. Welcome back, Paul. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for having me back, Bob. Good to be here. Well, I really appreciate the information that we talked about in our last session. And, and for those who are listening, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that first session with Paul, I hope you'll go back and listen to it because it really provides some foundation for what we're going to look at today. And as we continue this discussion, we're really exploring the impact that this coronavirus pandemic has had um, not only on the congregation, but as well the elders and their leadership. And uh, hopefully through these podcasts that we're going to be able to share some information that will be beneficial to you who are listening, whether you serve as an elder or a leader in some way, or as a member of the congregation, some things that you can learn from this that will help you uh, not only move through and maybe navigate through this time of pandemic, but as well uh, as we move hopefully through it. Uh, there are lots of signs of promise. Uh, I know that the vaccine has really encouraged a lot of people as to the potential of moving beyond this at some point in the future. And so hopefully some of those types of things will really uh, aid in being able to work through this and that congregations can find ways to move forward in a very positive light. So with that in mind, I really want us to begin in talking about the eldership. Uh, there are six elders uh, with the congregation at Forsyth Avenue. And as you talked about last session, uh, somewhere between 130, 140 members. And so how has this pandemic um, helped the elders? How have they grown, uh, not just in their relationship with each other, but how has it helped them grow as leaders during this time uh, of pandemic? Well, we kind of, we touched on this in the last podcast is that, uh, and, and I alluded to it uh, um, earlier, you know, the elders are, 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 are at least our elders here are, are all still the majority of them working men. And, and we would meet every Wednesday night, we pray and discuss a little business um, or we discuss the business of the church, but when this pandemic hit, it was kind of a reset for us for several reasons. Number one, that uh, we knew we had a situation to deal with, with the congregation Communication was a big factor. Communication coming back to us was a big factor. Um, so we recognized that we needed to stay close to the congregation um, and stay close to each other with the information that we got. So as far as kind of a reset, what it made us do, and I talked about this in the last podcast, was um, a lot more granular um, as far as visitation with each congregant, congregant we, we it, it wasn't a, hey, how you doing at church and let us know if we can do anything. We actually spent a lot more time with them, and that generated a lot more time with each of us. Of course, we had to adapt to how we, we spent that time as elders together. Zoom was great. I mean, it was because uh, that's what we started out using based on the restrictions that we had. As far as as far as the growth, I will say this: um, as as elders among each other, 
one of the things that we had been trying to do was uh, address a lot of the, a lot, or put a lot more attention into the spiritual needs instead of just the logistical needs of the church. Um, we found ourselves um, more involved and going more so in that direction than ever before. So it not only helped us grow as a group, but it helped us grow individually. Hmm. So are you seeing the benefits of that as far as your leadership overall, that the closer that you have become as elders, that the stronger it's made you as, as leaders for the congregation? Yeah. Well, it, it enabled us to address the things that we thought we needed to address that we may not have had the time or the opportunity to um, before now, but uh, yeah. And then it drew us closer together um, just because, you know, we had one situation where we had a member struggling and me and another elder took it upon ourselves to make sure that we were contacting them almost daily. And that in turn made us interact as elders more so than we had in the past, you know? So again, the benefits to us was, was tremendous. Well, and I like that because I think that, you know, sometimes as I've heard that it's during a time of crisis or in this case, a pandemic that leaders really, true leaders step up and, and that's where their leadership is going to be seen. And it helps them grow, uh, not only in their leadership, but certainly in their, their relationships with each other. And I'd kind of like to build off of that, as, as I mentioned to you before, you think about um, leaders being connected to the congregation. What, what have the elders done uh, overall to stay connected to the members? Uh, I know we touched on that some in the last session, but I think it'd be good for, for people to hear again. What, what are the elders doing to stay connected? But as well, what has been done to help the members stay connected to each other? Because obviously, during a time of crisis, uh, people are isolated, and, and this pandemic has isolated people more than it ever has before. And so what has been done to stay connected to the members and to keep them connected to each other during this time? Well, obviously, I, and I talked about it at the last uh, session, is that uh, we re re recognized early on the distance that was going to distance that was going to be between us and the and their congregation just based off the restrictions that were given unto us by the state. So we decided early on, number one, to, to, to develop a roster that was rotated through the elders with communication going to um, each one of us would, would pick a group of, of, of members to call and then see what their needs were. Like I said earlier, being an older church you know it, it varied from everything from can you bring me communion to can you bring me groceries um john um he really beefed up our social media platform uh with and there was a little bit of learning curve for the first some of us but uh I, it, it, everybody eventually got on board um we developed a group text among the members um, and we also developed an email, um, um, that, that a group email. So, you know, and we were every week, John puts out, tell us how you're doing. Tell us if you need anything. Tell us who's suffering. And uh, the elders continued to meet. We did not miss a meeting. And we would 
as this information was developed, then we, we, we would react to it. One of the things we did with the younger couples was, you know, we told them early on, guys, um, stay in touch with each other. You don't have to have large um, life groups or anything like that, but smaller meetings, you know, stay together, stay in touch, be there for each other. You know, I love being invited to your house to, with another young couple to play, to play uh, dominoes. It was great. We had a great time. And that's what we're trying to push. Stay in touch with each other. We're a family and we miss you and we need the fellowship of that family. So, so in any congregation, you always have some who are kind of on the fringe. They're, they're kind of uh, whether they feel like they've been put there or they've intentionally put themselves there. Has there been anything done to try to reach those who maybe are a little bit more on the outside edge of the congregation to help get them connected to others in the congregation and, and the leaders? That's, that's a great question, Bob. Uh, yes, there has. Um, one of the things that uh, I know you're aware of this is as we went into the new year, we were pulling our deacons in to, we, we've got this new vision statement, this new mission, mission statement that uh, um, you helped us develop. And, and, and it, in, it involved using everybody that we could in the congregation. We know that uh, we're not going to be successful if we don't. And what we've been doing lately is pulling each one of our deacons in and say, hey, tell us an area you want to work in that you just, I mean, just tell us what you, what you want to do, where you think you could be the, 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 the uh, most positive. And it, it's surprising because our deacons have identified areas of older, the older, younger crowd, I call them, and then the young adults. And they said, hey, this year, let me take that. That's that's low hanging fruit. Never mind. I want to work in that area, and uh, we've had a lot of success with that so far. So, in connection to that, and and I know we've talked a little bit about it. And it's kind of got me excited about it, but as it kind of explained the plans uh, that the congregation has for you know the next six months, the next year. Uh, I know we talked about the vision and the mission statement, but. Explain a little bit to others about some of the plans that the elders have discussed as far as moving forward uh, as this as this pandemic continues to exist. Yet we know that there at some point there's there's going to be a, a much more of a return to not necessarily normal, but things that are better than they are now. Yeah. So explain well, some of those plans to, to help folks see about how they can be thinking about the future. Yeah, there, there was a, there was somewhat of a history there. We had a fellow congregation that had came to us and talked about merging and make a long story short, it just it never worked out that way. But it made us also look at where we wanted to go as on our congregation. Um, so um, in essence, you know, we called you in and we sat down that Sunday afternoon and looked at everything that uh, all, all the areas that we wanted to work in, the direction we wanted to go, we decided to develop the, the mission and the vision statement and look at the things that we wanted to do this year and, and, and not try to reinvent the wheel or eat the old, old elephant at one time. We came up with some simple um, um, goals um, that were attainable. Um, part of the building, um, of course, we're trying to redo it. Um, the youth group, our life groups, um, um, 
course, it's still a very fluid situation. As you well know, it's based on where we go with the pandemic. We feel like we're going to come out of this eventually, um, hopefully this coming year. And when we do, we want to be ready with these programs and well on our way um, into this into this new year of what we want to do. A lot of focus around youth, um, a lot of focus around the the, um, the us being a predominantly older congregation, um, attending to the needs, spiritual and physical, of the older congregation, and uh, just and and outreach. Outreach is another program that we want to be involved in. But like I said, a little bit of a kind of watching day to day with what happens. Um, but I feel like we're ahead of where we need to be. So what would you suggest then for congregations who are trying to figure out how do we move forward? What do we do? Uh, what suggestions would you give either to elders or to congregations overall that might help them as they think about moving forward through this year and, and trying to come through this time of pandemic and, and maybe come out of that? What would you suggest that might help them as they look at that? Well, I'm, I'm going to use an old term here that that uh, you may be familiar with. We call it basic blocking and tackling, uh, <laughs> making sure that we're we are communicating and not, and getting the communication back from the congregation. The distance uh, that we have to have due to the pandemic can be closed through communication but it's gonna take elders and the deacons and, and the members of the church interacting, interfacing, well, not so much interfacing, but interacting with each other and, and timeliness of the communication, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is so important because people can get sick pretty quick. So I give my advice to, to other, where, where if we've had success is, watching the pulse of the congregation, making sure we have our hands or fingers on the pulse of the congregation, attending to the needs of those, not, not, and it's not just spiritually, physically, and then telling everybody that we cannot wait to get back to the fellowship of the family. I mean, it's like, it's like you get together. We feel like sometimes we get together with our, we don't see our loved ones till the holidays, that's the way some of us feel about church. It's making us feel like, because as some of the older people have said to us, as we've touched base with them, I miss the church. I miss the fellowship of the family of the church. Yeah. This is all they have in some of them. So we need to recognize that and then attend to, the, to those needs like that. And I love the basis for which not just the vision and the mission statement exists, but for what you're communicating to members. And that's that this idea that we're, we're better and we're stronger together right. and, and trying to help people see that it's, that's the, the basis for which they, they need to come back uh, when they can. And uh, so I think that's going to be a, a great benefit to everyone in the congregation. But thank you again. I, I can't thank you enough. I, mm -hmm. I just appreciate you taking time out of your day and your schedule to, to visit with me and, and to share some things that I, I believe are going to be a great help. Uh, I'm excited about the direction at Forsyth Avenue and grateful to be a part of that. And uh, I want to encourage others uh, to consider the things that have been shared. And certainly if there's anything that we can do as salt 
for your congregation, you can contact me at bturner at sunset.bible, at bturner at sunset.bible, and I am glad to, to visit with you and help me any way that I can. Paul, thank you again for being with yeah. us today. Well, Bob, thank you, and, and you've got a great ministry going there, and I encourage other congregations to look at that because it's it has helped us tremendous, tremendously, and I think it will help others as well. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening in to today's podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing you the next time. God bless.